And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by temporary glow-in-the-dark Yggdrasil tattoos. Great for banishing bad guys and for finding your way to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Previously on What Is Not. There was a book that had a page on how to banish a demon. When we get out of the car, this golden retriever bounds on to Bruce. Emoji the dog. <laughs> you see that there is another traffic accident. It was a creature that just flew out of the sky and picked up the car and tossed it. Oh, it was terrible. It was just terrible. I suggest leaving emoji in the cab of the trick. They are all behind Sparky, who is growling and is defending these little dogs. Outside you hear rending metal and a yip. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. Outside you hear a large clattering and like rending metal and you hear a yip. <gasps> Emoji. You son of a bitch. No! And then from down the corridor, you hear chains like metal clipping together and you see Emoji come tearing down the corridor because he's being pursued oh by the Jersey Devil, <laughs> no. which is now coming into the cave. Oh, can, can I do, like, I have a little jujube. Can I do some magic to, like, bar the place, that little place where the dogs are, to protect them? To protect the dogs? 
We have a monster literally flying at us. She wants to come with the dogs? Saga said dogs are okay. I mean, you could do your own magic. Oh, crap. I got a four. (laughs) Well, the dogs ain't getting any protection, so it's me. (laughs) The dogs all die. Uh, <laughs> your juju bag doesn't do much in this particular instance does anybody else want to try anything oh don't forget to mark experience can i roll to kick some ass <laughs> well what are you trying to do like how are you going to kick some ass um because it's not to you yet it's coming relatively slowly down i'm giving you a little bit of time it's coming slowly down the same path you took. uh maybe we should roll to get the hell out is that an option <laughs> Right? No, this is we finally found it. This is can Zeke try to kick some ass as the monster gets to him? Bruce the zombie is very, very upset by seeing emoji coming running in, and the fact that his dog almost got killed. So he pulls out those knives that he found in the library basement from his gut that he had, you know, stored there, and he is going to charge straight at the New Jersey Devil. (gasps) Okay. Maybe can we look a can we look around to see if there's like somewhere where we can go? Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to look around first, or do you want to let Bruce go? Like Bruce, are you waiting for people to make a decisions? Is this a dead end? Um, no, but, but Bruce Bruce doesn't care. Okay, Bruce is going after the devil. All right, all right. So let's resolve Bruce's action first. So go ahead and roll some kick some ass. Kick some ass. What's my number for kicking ass? Oh, that's tough. Okay. Seven. Oh, actually, no, that's an eight. That's an eight. Sorry, got an eight. Okay, so you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game that usually mean you inflict the harm rating of your weapon and your enemy inflicts their attacks harm rating on you. So you're attacking with your dagger? Yeah, I just went full on rage because I saw the dog and just charged with my daggers. And do you have... Forgetting the whole point about this being a holy thing to kill. Or to kill with holy, yeah. Do you have uh, stats on the dagger? Um, it came from a library basement. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got no stats on it. No, I of course don't have that open yet. My dagger is two harm, um, so maybe daggers are two harm. Two harm, yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you, Drew, because this is the kind of thing you would ask me when you are DMing. Yes. Roll your two dice again. Okay. And just tell me what you got. I scored a 12. (laughs) You scored a 12. Okay. By accident completely, one of the daggers you picked up is a blessed dagger. And so you actually do two harm to the Jersey Devil. But in response, where's my Jersey Devil thing? (laughs) The wrong scene. Uh, In response, it does one damage to you. Okay, so what do I mark for my damage? Under harm, you should just okay harm. check off a of harm. I think you start off with seven. I have five. When you reach five harm, you're on the verge of death and will die soon. Okay, yeah. But this ain't his first rodeo of death, so. <laughs> Very good. All right, now what? Susan was following with her flamethrower. She doesn't have a blessed weapon, but she does have a flamethrower, but she doesn't want to... Does the flamethrower cause, like, Donovan, like, is it going to do any damage at all? That's all I've got. Use your holy water, lassie. The water pistol? You do have the water pistol. 
Now, remember, when you when you kick some ass, you know, you harm them, but they also tend to harm you. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Zeke suggests that we look for an escape. I think Beth is in agreement with you. <laughs> <laughs> While all of this mess was happening, <laughs> I was looking for an escape. All right. The only thing you can see is there are two passages that start to go steeply down almost in a Y. So if the entrance is the single branch of the Y, then it meets in the little chamber that you guys are in, and then it shoots off in two different directions. But both look like they start to go down steadily, very steeply. And it probably would not be very easy to get back up once you go down. I am still going to use my, because I feel like the flamethrower would like at least scare it or stop it. And can I also spray the gun first and then use the flamethrower? This is what I want to do. Pick one. <laughs> Pick one or the other, and then we'll go from there. I'm going to do the flamethrower, and I'm going to tell Bruce to duck. <laughs> Is Bruce allowed to duck at this point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't want it ruined the, the clothes, so that's that's a good move. Okay, I rolled a 10, and I have a one tough, so I got an 11. So you can add an extra effect. So either you gain advantage and take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, which is plus one. You suffer less harm, which is minus one, or you force them where you want them. I inflict terrible harm. (laughs) You inflict terrible harm. So my flamethrower is a three harm, but I don't know if it harms this creature. It does not, and because it doesn't, I'm going to let you take one of the other advantages, because I don't feel like it's fair to, you know, that's a good roll, and I don't think it's fair to have you blow it on an extra harm that's not going to do anything. So I would say you can either, well, you said you wanted to do this as a way to kind of startle it or scare it. Yeah, I don't know if that works or not, but I think that we were kind of looking for an exit. Mm -hmm. Well, it says you force them where you want them to go. I force them where I want them? Yeah, that's what I would go with. Okay, I want them to move back out into the open space outside. Okay, it backs up because it's kind of taken by surprise by the flame. I'm not going to be an exchange of harm on this one because I feel like it's from a distance and it really wouldn't have attacked you yet. Bruce will take the damage. Okay, you just stand in the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be the meat shield. Yeah, I'll take the damage. Okay, it kicks it kicks in reaction to it, and it does one harm to Bruce. Okay, taking it. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> now, does it go out to the open to where we can get out? It is right outside the door. So it's hesitating to come in, but it hasn't fled, so it's going to confront you if you try and leave. Okay, well, I'm feeling pretty good about the flamethrower because now the dogs are somewhat safe. Uh, the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know that it doesn't hurt it. Yeah. Beth, what do you want to do? I would like to roll to read a bad situation so we can figure out how to get out of here. Oh, oh is there a bad situation nearby? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yes, can I do that? Yes, you can. Okay, rolling. I got an eight, and then I get, I think my plus sharp is one. It is. So plus one, so I got a nine. All right, so then you've got one hold that you can spend on any of the questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? What's my best way out? 
<laughs> the best way out right now, the only way out seems to be the entrance that you came in. We gotta fight it. What else do you have? What other weapons? Donovan, any ideas? Donovan will shout, Vile beast from the depths of hell, return from whence you came! <laughs> and I will run at it to plunge my silver dagger into its chest. And Bruce the zombie would like to be ducking and recording Donovan as he does his charge. <laughs> <laughs> this will make a great Instagram story. All right. I have one tough, so I get to add one to this kick in the ass. Seven. Is seven good? Seven total? Yes. You can exchange. Yeah, you exchange weapon damage with the creature. So you are plunging your dagger in. Yes, my holy silver dagger. And what is the the stats on that? It does one harm. One harm? All right. So you have done two harm. So you have now collectively done four harm to the creature. So I think Zeke needs to kick some ass too at this point. Okay. Did I take a harm as well from that? Yes. Okay. I see you jumping onto the creature and you stab it with your dagger and it kind of rears back and it throws you down and you suffer one harm from the impact of fall. Can Bruce the zombie now use his necromancy? Let's let Zeke do his thing because he just called it. Okay. (laughs) Okay, sorry. All right, so let's see. Okay, I rolled a six, but I got plus two tough. So that's uh, eight. Okay, so same thing. Uh, You exchange damage with the creature. What are you using? My big knife. Okay. Which is one harm. All right, but because the knife is not magical or holy, um, it kind of bounces off, but you do take one harm. Okay. Now I have unquenchable vitality, so I can heal myself when I take harm. Okay. Shall I roll for that? Sure. You're Wolverine. (laughs) Okay, so I have nine that I rolled. Um, Roll plus cool, but my cool is a negative one. (laughs) So what did I say I got? I got nine, I got eight. On seven and nine, heal one harm and stabilize your injuries. And I had one harm, so now I don't have harm. All right, it's a one for one trade. Yeah. So you're good. All right, so... Bruce wanted to try necromancy. Yeah, so it says your body radiates with necrotic magic, preventing you from passing onto the afterlife at any time. You may transfer your life force into the living, healing another person for as many harm as you take. You may do this as many times as physically possible. So I was hoping to that damage I took, if I could heal uh, Donovan with it. Okay. Ooh. Does it have a role associated with it, or does it just happen? It's just a move. Just a move? Okay. Yeah. So what does that bring your damage to? Are you at four? If I'm taking another damage doing that, then that'll put me at three. Okay. Three of five. All right. So you're at three. Donovan, you have reduced yours back to full. Back to full, fully healed. Yes. Oh, maybe you're not so bad after all, monster man. (laughs) Beth, what are you doing? Is now an okay time to check the book? we have yes that i found yes okay can i look at the book totally can check the book okay Mm -hmm. basically it has kind of like a banishing spell in it you don't really use a lot of magic so i don't know that there's anything you can necessarily do with the spell but somebody else in the party might be able to hey yo donovan (laughs) 
Uh, a little busy right now. <laughs> we need to try this like spell that could banish the Jersey Devil before we all die. Am I able to stand up and run over to her and everything? Is that good? I think since this is a Beth move, Beth, why don't you act under pressure and see if you can toss the book to Donovan? Ah. Do I roll for that? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm like flipping through like a bunch of different books. Okay. Rolling. I got a seven and my cool factor is not a (laughs) cool. Apparently it says on seven to nine. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? You said you got a seven to nine. I got a seven. Yeah. Got a seven. Okay. The keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice or a price to pay. So I will give you a choice. You can overshoot the toss, meaning that Donovan now has to find a way to recover the book. You can do that, but in the process, one of your weapons falls and breaks. Or... Where is Donovan anyway? Like, where am I tossing this book? He was on the creature. Well, I'd attack the creature, but I think I got knocked under the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I would say right now, the way the scene looks is everybody except Donovan is in the mouth of the cave, like the mine entrance. The creature is maybe six to eight feet outside of that space. And Donovan is maybe five feet to the left of the creature if you're looking from all of your points of view. So Donovan's just outside the cave entrance? Just outside the cave entrance. Because when he attacked the creature, he came down with it on the knife. The creature kind of reared and tossed him to the side, and he fell and did, I'm sure, a very cool dramatic roll. Absolutely. It's the first thing I learned at monk school. (laughs) (laughs) So can we try and distract the creature so Donovan can make a run for it? Yeah, but let's resolve Beth's action first. Oh, right. Now, Beth, did you want to use your luck point, or did you want to um, take one of the penalties? What What were the... Because you said, like, I overthrow it. So, yeah, so you either overthrow it, or you, in the process, knock one of your weapons falls and breaks... Or you have to put yourself in danger to actually get it to him because you didn't you didn't quite make it to him. So one of those three options. Have some delicate weapons if it just like falls and breaks like that. <laughs> it's a plastic gun, right? Yep. <laughs> well, you figure a lot of guns, especially if they're fine tuned, is going to throw off your your sight. That's true. I'll break a weapon. That's fine. All right, which weapon gets messed up? I brought all of my weapons, which were a shotgun, couple of good knives, and a nine millimeter. So can I like lose a knife? You can totally lose a knife. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll say it doesn't break. It just it falls and you don't realize you you don't have it. Okay. All right. What was the purpose of getting the book to Donovan? Beth had that book that had the ritual in it. It has a spell. Uh, okay. She doesn't really do magic, but Donovan does. So, Do we need to give him time to do it? We still have our water. Yes. So Donovan, do you want to describe how you get this book? As I'm starting to stand up, I just reach out my hands and Beth has thrown it so perfectly that it just lands right in the palm of my hand. Boop. And I immediately <laughs> flip it open 
and I begin the incantations. Insert accurate Latin here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very cool. It amazes me how Donovan can speak perfect Latin, even with that heavy Irish brogue of his. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll, and I want to welcome you back to our Monster of the Week campaign, What Is Not? As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. If you want to listen to some of our other network offerings, Katie, who plays Beth, is on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. Todd, who plays Donovan, is on the Nerdberg Review, and of course, you can find me on the Geektitude podcast. And as a part of Geektitude, I'm currently doing a Marvel rewatch. We're just about to start phase three, so check out the Geektitude Slack channel for times and dates of our rewatches as well as the group watch links. While you're there, be sure to check out our As the Dice Roll channel. Bama Shocks, who plays Hank on Cautious Optimism, said it was a little tough to find. So go into the Geek2Geek Media Slack and click Channel Browse. It might be under More right above the Channels tab. It should show you all the channels available. There were actually a few I hadn't subscribed to, so check that out. You can find the link to join Slack on the Geek2Geek Media website at geek2geekmedia.com under Contact Us, and that's also where you can join the Geek2Geek Media Discord server. Now, Slack and Discord are not the only places where you can contact us. You can email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or you can connect with us on Twitter at asthedicerollrp, and we're also on Instagram at asthedicerole. We have a message option, which you can hop onto our anchor site on the website at asthedicerollcast.com. Click the message link and say hello. We really want to hear from you, and I may even play your audio during these wonderful intermissions. That's it for me for now. Let's rejoin the battle to see if the hunters can defeat the Jersey Devil and save themselves, Baghdad, and puppy dogs everywhere, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. All right, so then somebody said something about creating a distraction. Who was that, and what do you, how do you want to do that? Zeke, I said about creating a distraction. I mean, I could try using some magic to create a visual illusion that distracts the, what am I trying to say, the devil? Maybe a, f- a fake dog. Does your character use magic? I thought we had said that you were using no limits. No limits, I'm lost. Remember, we said your character probably doesn't use magic, so you took the alternate move of no limit. So what that has as an option for you is when you push your physical body past its limits, roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, your body obeys your will to the limits of physical possibility for a moment. 
On a seven to nine, you do it, but choose one consequence, either suffer one harm, take negative one forward, or you need to rest right away. On a miss, something goes horribly wrong. Okay, that works, because I can just try and just kind of physically shove the, right? Yeah, you can like totally yeah, like yeah. barrel into this thing. Yes, exactly. All right, so Zeke decides he's going to use his oversized nature to just push the Jersey Devil up against the wall and give others a chance to, Donovan at the least, a chance to get away. Okay. So I'm going to roll. Oh, fiddle. Uh, so I rolled a four, okay. but I have my the plus weird, right? Uh-huh. Which is three. So that's a seven. Perfect. Okay. So you do run into it and stagger it. Like it, it, it backs up. So you can either suffer a harm Take negative one forward, or it knocks you out. Well, I'll take a harm, and then I'll roll uh, unquenchable vitality. I'll use my unquenchable vitality move on top of that, which is a nine. Oh, minus one cool, so it's an eight. Okay, seven to nine is all the same effect. Right. What does that give you? Does that give you one harm back? Yes. It heals one harm. Okay. So I, I had no effects, basically. Okay, so once again, uh, zero sum for that. Zero sum. It's my specialty. It is your specialty. All right, I'm going to move the camera back to Donovan. I'm going to let you roll use magic, but at a plus one because you're using the ritual book that Beth tossed to you. All right, use magic. So I get my plus two weird, and then the plus one for the book, so plus three total. Yeah, so you're at plus three. All right, let's get magical. (laughs) All right, so that's a nine, and three is 12. Woo! Beautiful. So describe this banishing, because one of your effects is banishes spirit or curse from the person, object, or place it inhabits. So describe what happens in this banishing. <laughs> so I would like to rip open my shirt and a <laughs> beam of white light emits from my chest enveloping the creature. Would that be two beams? I'm sorry, go on. (laughs) (laughs) A giant beam of white light envelops the creature, and then it slowly just evaporates in the light until it is no longer there. Okay, and a great big roar of pain and confusion, the creature rears back and then just slowly starts to like dissolve from this reality into another one. I have to ask, like, is it coming simply from your heart? Is it coming from a tattoo? Is it coming as Matt implied from your nipples? Like, how is it coming from your chest? (laughs) I have a tattoo of Idrisel, the great tree of life. Ah, on my chest, and that is so. You think of me as like a Care Bear with a tree on its belly. This is a Care Bear stare <laughs> defeating the beast. Susan's jaw drops. This is like more awesome. Like she knew Donovan was awesome, but this she did not know. So her jaw is like on the floor. <laughs> All right. So the creature evaporates from this reality. It doesn't take long before you hear a bunch of panting and little chain sounds as a small herd of dogs come charging and immediately pounce on Bruce. Yes. (laughs) Hey, I'm the one who just... I I talked to them. I saved them from the... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> They're a fickle bunch, Donovan. <laughs> Bruce pulls out his phone and shows Donovan that he recorded all of the glory of his chest <laughs> tree light. <laughs> what condition is my truck in? Oh boy. Uh, your truck does have quite a gash in the door. It did not, the door did not survive this attack very well. Okay, but the cab is in place and yeah, you could drive this away, but either you're going to have to find a way to keep the door attached, or you're just going to have to say, you know what, we're driving without a door today. <laughs> Bruce might not want shotgun. He might want to be in the back with the dogs this time. <laughs> uh, Mystery Zombie, uh, that's a real cool video, but you probably shouldn't post that to the social meds, because uh, I don't think the regular world is ready for this reality just yet you know do you understand what about with our discord group well the discord group is fine (laughs) bruce totally understands and posts it on the dark web instead (laughs) (laughs) good idea i don't think instagram is ready for that level of awesomeness yet bag of it adds bruce to the discord community so uh he could share it there too if he wants All right, so we're going to wrap up this particular part of the mystery, though there is still things to figure out. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you guys head back somewhere. Are you going your separate ways? Are you heading home? What what is the plan? I think we all need to get dinner at this point. Yeah, we need food, but I have a lot of dogs I need to deliver, so... Oh, wow, you're going to be like Santa Claus, just driving around town, (laughs) passing out puppies. Bruce is going to do the delivery. I'm just going to be driving the car house to house. (laughs) Well, let's just say for cinematic reasons, we will say that you take maybe 15, 20 minutes to go and do your rounds. Susie recognizes most of these dogs and is able to return them pretty quickly to their owners. There is a very thankful Cormac who gives Bruce a big hug for returning Sparky. And uh, lots of thanks all over the place. Rose is very happy that she's got her dog back. Every time that Bruce does this, he would like to show them his uh, Vimo uh, account name. (laughs) (laughs) He can also send him a link to his Patreon. I I asked Rose to text Greta and tell her that she was right and we got it. Oh, very good. Okay, so not only that, but Rose actually is the only person out of the six people you deliver the dogs to that actually understands and knows what Venmo is and is totally like down with that. She's like, all right, that's cool. Uh, And so then since you said you're going to go to dinner, I'm going to say that the most logical place to go is of course the very famous Baghdad cafe. It is a very fifties looking diner. It's simple, but it's clean and everybody's very proud of it. And the proprietor there, a one Jolene, is very happy to see you. She's always very friendly, beautiful green eyes, beautiful red hair. She is very friendly and chatty. Everybody likes Jolene. Jolene Devereaux. She's very friendly, very hospitable, likes to get into people's gossip. But generally, it's usually because she makes you feel like she's really interested in your lives. Bruce shows her the footage of Donovan's chest tree light. (laughs) (laughs) She raises an eyebrow and she goes, it is just amazing what people can do with special effects these days. That looks, that looks real. That's very, very cool. 
well, you know, she tastes your orders. What do you guys order? A salad. Uh, I order a loaded potato. Nice. Zeke orders a double cheeseburger, mac and cheese, and a Caesar salad. Donovan will get a steak rare with a loaded potato. And he wants to slip Jolene a piece of paper with his with his phone number on it and say, I'll show you some special effects, lass. Girl. <laughs> Saucy. Jolene is not new to this rodeo. And she gives, she gives him a, a wink and a nod. And she says, I don't know, sweetie. I don't know that you could handle all this. And she you know, very, very saucily walks away. She didn't take my order. She did take your order before he handed her the paper. What was your order? Oh, uh, I'm going to get a bacon cheeseburger with French fries and a slice of pie. What kind of pie? Apple. She's got that. And does this place allow dogs? Because if so, emojis uh, got to order too. Yeah, I was going to say that you were in a corner booth, but if you've got emoji, you're probably in like one of the almost picnic-like tables outside. And she definitely brings like a little bowl of water. Steak tartare. <laughs> they have these little cookies that she makes that are for the dogs, and they're actually very elaborately decorated. It says, welcome to Baghdad. It looks like the sign that leads into town that says, welcome to Baghdad, that she has decorated. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so we didn't even have to ask her for something for emoji. She just oh no, she she just she just gave it to you, and I think that is the perfect place to pan out cinematically and have our our characters enjoy a nice, wonderful meal together at the Baghdad Cafe. Oh, new friends, new friends! <laughs> you have successfully completed your first mystery. Woo-hoo! Yay! <laughs> All right. So does that mean we can experience? Because then I'm on the end. I have like one more thing, and then I. Yes. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yeah. Did we save somebody from certain death? I would definitely say a pack of dogs counts as a somebody. So there's your first point of experience. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Hmm. It's cruel. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Okay. And did we learn something important about one of the hunters? <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> Ayo. Donovan has a very nice tattoo. He's a care bear. <laughs> and a care bear. <laughs> Alright, so each of you can mark two experience. Two. So I think that, I get to I mean, level up like twice. In addition to the experience we added at the beginning? Yeah, so I don't remember how much everybody gets. I think I yeah, it does carry leveled over. up before we started. Oh, did you really? I've only leveled up once, and then I have one squares. I only need five experience points to level up, and I had five when we started. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. So you can pick one improvement. And then are you, how many did you get today? I may have given myself an extra one. I think I have four now. Okay. So I think everybody at this point can pick one improvement. You do not have to pick that now. Send it to me sometime before our next session. But anything in the list of improvements you can take, usually it's like add to your 
stats or take an additional move from your playbook or take a move from an unused playbook. Next time on What Is Not. Zeke, you have had a really, really bad dream. We have noticed a lot of the people that we've normally seen on a regular basis just aren't here anymore. Joy hasn't been sleeping. She keeps saying that there's, like, monsters under her bed or in her closet. Maybe what happened in the comic book store never happened. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 